You know, Al, we've been catching you up on the Yakuza series. Yep. And steadily. With that comes we have to we have to look at every piece of Yakuza media. I mean, that's we got to do our due diligence here. It's true. Which is why we are doing what we are doing today. Mm-hmm. Here on episode 231 of the seasonal anime checkup OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga, except none of those things today. It's tangential. We're talking about a movie. Hello. A movie. I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Al and Ladium. Hello. And yeah, we watched the Yakuza live action film adaptation. Mm-hmm. We sure did. Because we were struggling to figure out something to talk about this week, and I was like, yeah, this is the thing. We should talk about this. Or we should, we should watch this. We've been meaning to watch this. I think if, at one point we were going to do it as the Christmas episode, but yeah. if we had done that, we would have been well off the mark because this is not a Christmas film. It is not a Christmas film. <laughs> um, Al, I'm going to give you a real hot take here. Okay. I'm going to start this just because I want to I set the stage for our listeners here. All right, hit me. This film f***ing sucks. It sucks real bad. It is not good. Holy shit. What a terrible film. It's so bad. Which is wild because Yakuza series is good. Mm-hmm. And they're just like... And like the, the, the guy who made it has made good stuff. Yeah, so this is directed by Takashi Miike, who we have watched his other films, such as the Ace Attorney film, or Ace Attorney Adaptation, and then the... Diamond is Unbreakable Chapter 1 adaptation. Those notably have come, well, came a little bit after this film came out, which this yes. film came out in 07. Uh, Ace Attorney was 2012. JoJo was 2017. So definitely a big gap in between those. Mm-hmm. But man. Whew. Good thing he got better. Because this was bad. What a garbage film. What it a was garbage so adaptation. Bad. It's such a garbage adaptation. Like, it's loosely related to Yakuza. And... It's bad when the, the plot summary on Wikipedia says the plot is loosely based off of the original Yakuza game and is a separate one-night story. They leave out, like, 80% of Yakuza 1. Which I think this is a very dumb thing to do. Yeah. Especially if you're, you know, trying to create something for a new audience. Mm-hmm. There was a prologue film of this that came out a year prior. Mm-hmm. Different actors and everything, a different director, but it was, I think, produced by Mia K as well. Um, and that basically holds all of, like, the prologue stuff. It's literally called, like, a dragon prologue. Um from Yakuza 1 so it has like all of the the 1995 stuff and it gives you the backstory of Kiryu and Nishikiyama and uh Yumi and all that sort of stuff so all that stuff is there so they Final Fantasy 15 did yes yeah <laughs> and boy howdy does it not work here because it's considering you know if you're coming to this as someone who doesn't know the Yakuza series you're gonna watch this film probably first because it's the more widely released film like the other one I think was just like uh, put out on DVD with like specific games maybe let me see here for a second if I can find but and I mean to be fair it didn't work with Final Fantasy 15 either so <laughs> well yeah Final Fantasy 15 was just a, a complete mess yeah this was too let's be let's be real with you mm-hmm. man 
Nope, that is not. Nope. Nope. I clicked on something and it, on the, the Wikipedia sent me to the to another place. Oh no! Oh, here we go. Like a Dragon Prologue came out in 06, a year after the game came out. Mm-hmm. So as you know, uh, it was a direct-to-video product. It was released on DVD by Sega. And then an English subtitle version was released by Sega Europe on the European website. <laughs> wow! So, so again, this is a direct-to-video product. This film, the, the film we watched, uh, Like a Dragon, was a widely released sort of deal. They put this in the theater. I would never want to have anything to do with Yakuza if I watched this movie first. Well, yeah, because you would be confused the entire time because it is just poorly paced mm-hmm. and the story is all over the place to where you don't you don't know what's going on. No. No. No idea. Even by the end, you don't know what's going on. Nope. Nope. <laughs> like, there are characters who are given zero development and then they just die. Um, there's some characters that are like supposed to be plot relevant, and I still have no idea who they are nope. or why they were there, what their motivation was. I was like, what is going on in this movie? The heck? It's a great question. Uh, I do not have a budget for this film, but apparently it made. Five million dollars at the the box office. Hmm. Which is a lot of money. Yeah. Surprisingly so. Um and I have a little bit of trivia for you before right. we dive into the the, the 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 terrible plot. We'll try and talk a little bit about it, but it's mostly just gonna be like, This sucks. This sucks. Give me some trivia. Um well, one of those is is talking about Majima, how he's just a mess, and how he's wearing the wrong eye patch. Yeah, so we were both like, "Is this mirrored?" Because his eye patch is on the wrong eye. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We're like, "Oh no!" But we saw the the Popo sign earlier, so we knew that it wasn't mirrored. Yep. And he also bats with a different arm. Yes. You pointed that out. Yes, that is also true. Uh, Kiryu's actor Kazuki Kitamura was born on July 17th, 1969. Nice. Exactly nice. one year and one month after the character he portrays. I don't know why that's in this trivia, but I'm going to say it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> the only the, the only interesting thing out of this trivia is like um, is this very small bit. Uh, the actor who plays Jingu, huh? who you barely see in this film. Barely see. Is played by Toshihiro Nagoshi, the creator of the Yakuza series. What? Yeah. What? So that's a cool little thing. That is a cool thing, but um. They don't show him. No. No, they don't. And he's just an afterthought. Oh my god. Oh boy. The creator of the Yakuza series is Haruka's dad. I mean, yeah. Yes, technically, yes. In but... two different ways now. Yep. What the hell was this movie? I, dude, I don't know. We were like twenty minutes in, we we're like, "What is happening?" And then we got thirty minutes in, we we're like, "What is happening?" <laughs> and then like an hour in, I was just like, "I can't wait for this film to end." 
Because this thing sucks. Like, we can't do timestamp checks to see, like, have they gotten any further to actually doing anything with this plot? No, okay. So, so like we mentioned at the beginning of this episode, <laughs> Yakuza 1 takes place during Christmas. Yes. This is in the middle of the summer on the hottest summer night in Kamarocho, apparently. Yep. Because that's a relevant change that needed to be made. And I think it was just so they could make sweaty jokes. Uh, yeah, I guess. There's a there's a comedic robber duo, robber duo who are trying to rob a bank, but doing it very poorly. And they are just there for comedic relief, essentially. And there is literally no pro plot relevance for them in the slightest. Nope. And they would just keep like going back to them. It's like, okay, what is, what is this going to be? And literally nothing. It nothing. it means nothing. It goes nowhere and it, it is has no pointless. Payoff. It's just like, oh hey, we're ridiculous guys who keep yelling at each other. I told you not to use this type of mask. It's itchy. Oh no. Well, how about we get some food delivered? Thanks for giving us the good food. Oh man, the AC's out. We're hot. We gotta off our clothes. Okay, we're gonna leave the bank and we're sweaty and the money's sticking to us. Oh god, we're getting arrested. Like And the cops are just like watching them at a barber shop across the street. And like what what? What? Dude, I don't know. I don't know. There's there's this there's this two these two young characters, mm -hmm. uh, Satoru and Yui, who are just going around robbing people. Yeah. Because the girl wants money and she won't tell the guy what she needs money for, but apparently it's just because she's in debt to loan sharks. Yeah, she like initially stole money from the donkey, and. Then was like, hey, stealing money's easy. We should just do that more. And then they do. A lot. And are they plot relevant? No! Are they anything related to Yakuza? No! No! Like, They're just I, there. Like, I don't... I feel like these two stories are just a show that, like... Here are these dumb people who wanted to go out and be robbers, but then... At the end of the day, they could have just gotten a bunch of money from the Millennium Tower blowing up. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's supposed to be some sort of, like, weird irony. But, like, yeah. it just doesn't work. It does not work. It's just very poorly executed. And especially, like, with her, her plot line. Like, it makes zero sense once we actually get an explanation of, like... Yeah, she owes money to a loan shark, and she's like, I'm not having your baby. And then she's like, I'm really not having babies. Oh, no. Yeah, but she got shot in, like, the side. Yeah. Which <laughs> even makes it more... They, they basically cut to these two characters, like, 30% of the film. And the yeah. entire time, you're just like, why are these characters here? Yeah. What is their purpose? Turns out there's not a purpose. It's, there isn't any. Like, 40% of this film is meaningless. Yeah. Maybe 50% if you want I'd to be. I'd say probably 50%. Because there's also a lot of stuff that's in with the actual can canonical characters that is quite meaningless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you basically first meet Kiryu as he's walking through the Don Quixote, going to buy dog food, gets attacked by some 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 folks, and you have a big fight through the donkey. Mm -hmm. Which I, I would say, like I think like the action scenes are actually probably the best part of this film yeah like some of them are a little hokey at times but like you know 
it's good fighting scenes. Yeah, I mean, like in this one, you're like, things were happening, like, oh, that's a heat action. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, that's that's pretty nice nod. Yeah, but yeah, you're introduced to Kiryu this way, and he's buying dog food for the dog that Haruka finds. So you're basically introducing Kiryu like way into the story of Yakuza One. Yeah, because obviously, like we talked about earlier, like they did that Yakuza prologue, uh, or direct-to-DVD film that basically did all the 1995 stuff, the prologue, which is basically all the setup for Yakuza 1. Yep. And, like, you keep hearing, like, all these in-betweens, like, oh, the 10 billion yen, the Tojo clan, yada, 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 and, like... None no, of that makes any sense without the None of that the makes prologue. any sense, no. There's, uh, there's this Korean hitman who just randomly shows up, and he's supposed to be, like, someone that Kazuma knows or is brought in, and he just, like, dumps them off at Stardust... Yeah. And then this Korean hitman's whole job, I guess, is just to kill Jingu. And he's really drunk the whole time. But they never really explain why. Nope. And like the weird weird masochist gun guy is just like, yeah, go make the country a better place. And I was like, what? What? I mean, I guess if Jingu's dead, that 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 is true. But it's also, it's not wrong. But like, we need we need you to explain to the people why. Yeah, like they'll do like all these like very like hyper specific info dumps like all at once, and then you'll get like all this other random, <laughs> and then you'll just be like, what what is happening? And also like all of like the the story stuff kind of just comes and goes out of order than mm-hmm. what you would expect. Mm-hmm. So it's like it just never makes a lot of sense, especially like. If you were coming to this as someone who's like played these games, like you're just like this. What? Nah, I don't. Nah. I think even if you haven't played these games, you'd be like, huh? What? Well, if, you, nah. if you haven't played these games, you're going to be even more confused. I think because just yeah. the storytelling of this of this movie is just terrible. It's a mess. It's terrible. Like none of it narratively makes a lick of sense. No. Um, Date's a hard boiled detective now. For some god awful reason. And like reason. 15 years older than Kiryu. Yep. Because they thought that was a good idea. That one man has his pants up to his nipples. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what he was there for. He was the 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 owner of the the barber shop. Ah, yes, yes, yes. You're right. You're right. You're right. His pants were very high. His pants like, were very high. Distractingly high. Um, Yuya was like a nerd. Yeah, like Yuya doesn't look like anything like Yuya. I think I think they called him that. <laughs> I think one of the problems of like making a film like this of like a game of this nature where, you know, it's a realistic style video game mm-hmm. in terms of how they make it is that you can never recreate those characters in real life. You can't, but you can at least like for one call him Yuya so we know who the hell he is. He's just kind of there. Right, but like what, what I'm saying is like you're never gonna make people happy because like none of the characters are gonna look how they they should look. Right, right, right. So like I mean that's the problem with like all all video game adaptations that basically go after more realistic video games in general. Like, uh, like the Tomb Raider films would have been a problem with this. Like the the upcoming Uncharted film is going to be a problem with this because people know people know what Nathan Drake looks like. But his Nathan Drake does not look like Tom Holland. I've already seen people very upset about Tom Holland being right. being that because they're like, oh, it's not Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion's a little old for that now, but I mean, Nathan Drake's kind of old. How old is Nathan Drake? He's like in his thirties. 
I think you could you could pull off Dave Fantilli more than you could pull off Tom Holland, but I get why you go with Tom Holland. Also, like the Sully character is like old, and then they got Mark Wahlberg to to play him. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like one of those things where like you know like people who come to these knowing the source material like know what these characters look like, know what they are, and everything, but you're never going to be able to replicate that on in a film adaptation or like a live action film adaptation. Right. Like that's a big problem that I think a lot of video game film adaptations have, and that is like adamant in this film as well where like Kiryu doesn't look like Kiryu Majima doesn't look like Majima Date doesn't look like Date like all of these characters like they have like resemblances of the characters that you know but clearly they are not the same character right even to like the way these actors are like portraying them yeah and I mean it's it's a bit harder for something like this than it is like Phoenix right totally because I think you can get away with it more than Phoenix right because it's not a realistic looking video game Right. And I mean, like, I think he even mentioned to you at the beginning, like, oh, he's a bit small for Kiryu, but like, I understand that because it's going to be hard to find somebody who is actually the size of Kiryu. So I think they actually kind of, they kind of fixed that in the the prologue film. Oh, really? Because they got a pro wrestler to to play Kiryu. What? (laughs) Yeah. Which I think would make more sense because like, obviously, pro wrestlers are going to be a bit more bulky and everything. Mm Mm-hmm. They're going to fit, like, the size of that character more than just here is here's a famous actor that we got to play this starring role. Yeah. Yeah, that makes more sense because, like, I mean, Kiryu in general is not, he doesn't have a normal body size or shape. He I just think- doesn't. I think what they wanted to do with this is, to, like, get more, like, prominent actors for this mm-hmm. film. And, like... I think you could get away with doing, like, a wrestler or something like that for Kiryu because you don't really have to be, like, an exquisite actor to play Kiryu. No. It's not going to win you, like, the equivalent of a Japanese Oscar or anything. No, and, like, you don't really... You don't have to be, like, this huge, like, character actor to play Kiryu or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Like, Kiryu is, you know, he's stoic and everything, but he knows how to be very serious at times, and you know, he's got the goofy side and everything. But like, he's not like the the super fleshed out character as he is like later on in the series, obviously. Right. But like, especially in Yakuza One, he's kind of just like more of a one dimensional character than you you might want to like admit. Mm-hmm. But I think as well, like, you know, you could get like people who aren't as great of actors to do this role, and still pull it off. I think better than necessarily what they do you're like i don't think the actor who plays kiryu in this movie is bad like Mm -hmm. he's probably a good actor i just don't think he fits kiryu that well no no the facial expression was super bad yeah there's a lot of times where he tries to pull off like the 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 serious look of kiryu but he just looks like he's bored yeah (laughs) and it's like that mm. i will never forgive them for having the drawn on goatee for majima though (laughs) it's real bad is it is very very obviously drawn on and how do you how do you make this film and get the eye patch wrong i don't know that's amazing that they did that like how i haven't even been into yakuza very long like what half a year at this point yeah, yeah. and even i saw it i was like oh the eye patch is wrong and i'm not making a film on this i could make a better yakuza film Jared, do you want to make a Yagasa film with me? Sure. Cool. Loki, it. you're going to be Kiryu. <laughs> no, Loki is going to be Majima. Maxwell is going to be Kiryu. Okay, yes, you're right. 
I already miscast it. <laughs> That's why I'm sorry, here. Executive sorry, producer. Loki. You've been recast. You're now Majima. <laughs> Let me get you a kitty eye patch on the correct eye. I will say, like, it is cool to see how, like, they very clearly filmed in, like, uh, Kabukicho. So, like, mm-hmm. you can see, like, all of the various locations and everything that, like, make up Kamarocho in the games. Yeah. And, like, that part's cool. Like, you can be like, okay, I know exa- I know pretty much where they're at on the map here with where, like, they are location-wise and everything. Um, they obviously CGI'd the Millennium Tower, but then, like, it's just not really that big of a deal. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. And you've got stuff like, hey, if you go to the DVD store Beam on Pink Street, then you can find the weapon store. And it's like, mm-hmm. huh, that's true. Um, they did say that Selena is a hostess club, which is not true, but meh. Yeah, there's obviously, obviously, there's also like prominent characters that are missing from this game or this film. Yeah, um, a few. Quite a few, you would say. Um, so, like you said, Serena is like they make it a hostess bar and it gets like just damage and everything, where Kiryu and Haruka have to like walk in and be like, oh no. So, like, you don't meet the the bartender who runs Serena, and, like, her character arc and all that story is completely gone. Uh, yep. The the kid that uh, runs around with Kiryu early on in the game and then helps him out later on, uh, Shinji, he's, uh, he's no nowhere to be seen in this. Um, Kazuma shows up for literally, like, two seconds. Yep, with, like, no real backstory or explanation of no. thing other than like every once in a while his name is mentioned before he shows up and then he's like oh here he is but we're not going to tell you who he is alright bye yep uh Yumi shows up literally also for two seconds yep Sarah is not in this film no. basically there's nothing about the Tojo clan except that they just mentioned yep Shimano's not in this uh Lao Ka Long is not in this no, and none of these, the Snake Flower Triad is anywhere involved in this. Uh, and then also, Terada is not in this. Man. So there's a lot of missing pieces of, like, the greater parts of the Yakuza story. Like, I think you can get away with, like, cutting some of that out. Because, like, obviously, a lot of the main part of the story of Yakuza 1 is Kiryu and Nishiki. But even mm-hmm. then, they literally save that for the very end. And they're just kind of like, all right, now fight. Yeah. Without explaining, like, like, their relationship or anything, or, like, why exactly this is all happening. Like, you learn early on, or, like, midway through the film, that, like, the people who attack Kiryu in the donkey are, were from the Nishikiyama family, and then, like, I think it's, um, the dude from Stardust is, like, oh, yeah, or it was the, the information broker who's, like, Oh yeah, you guys were you know in that orphanage together. You, you all you you Nishiki and Yumi all grew up together and everything. Yep, that was a thing. Yeah. You guys were you and Nishiki were tight before you went to prison. Yep, that's a thing. All right. Now you have that out of the way. We can get to that fight later on in the film, and you'll be all caught up. It was so bad. Um. They also showed Kiryu murdering several people, which obviously is fake. Yeah, that was just like an that was an actual fight, like you know how he shoots people in fights. Yeah, and then they're fine afterwards. That was basically what that was. It's ever they weren't fine. <laughs> no, you just didn't see them. They got up afterwards. Like I said, that one guy just spilled that was a del- everywhere. That was a deleted scene. Ah, yes, yes, yes. 
I mean, Majima did like get shot and then pass out, and then he wakes up to sneeze, and he's like, "Oh, I must have caught a cold." I'm like, "All right, yeah." Like, I, th- there are times where like the the film does kind of capture like the goofy nature of the Yakuza series, and I think like yes. at at times it is good that it does that, and it mm-hmm. works really well. But at the same time, there's just a, so much with this film that's just completely off or just does not work. Yeah, like the whole scene with Majima and Haruka on the stairs where um, she's like running out. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. You guys need to reload. And she basically says, like, if you hurt him, I'll kill you. And he's like, that's scary. <laughs> and she just runs off. And they're like, all right, you can shoot again. Yeah. Um, like that was legitimately pretty entertaining. Uh-huh. Um, and that that's that was a, a good like yeah this is this is how they would probably interact. Moment. Yeah, totally. Uh, the Majima um, sign at the the batting center. The Majima sign at the batting center was great. It was very um, good. Also, very much enjoyed um, when Majima and Kiryu were fighting in the batting center, and like he went down for the final time, basically like spitting on the floor, like I will lose. <laughs> it's like yeah, it feels very Majima. And then also, like, there's a moment at the in the end fight where Kiryu drinks a stamina spark and gets all yep. of his heat and health back, which is very goofy. But like, that was goofy and good. Sure, I would take that in a film like this, especially after they showed the the yeah, bending, like the drink thing mm-hmm. with it in there. We're like, oh, they have to, they have to. Yeah, like there were moments like that. that was like, okay, that's that's funny. I'm about that. But like overall, this movie just sucked. It's it's disappointing because like I think you can make a good adaptation of of one of the Yakuza stories. I mean, obviously it, this one would probably be like one of the easiest ones because it's a shorter game yeah. and it's a much more condensed story. Whereas like all the other games, you know, go way more bombastic with the story. So like it's going to be much harder to tone that down into two hours. Right. But, like, I just don't understand why you would think that you need to do all of this other random stuff and then tell the actual story of Yakuza 1 in such a weird, out-of-order sequence and think that's the way you should adapt this film. Like, the fact that we got zero from Jingo, like, all we did was get him shot in the head after he does some, like, helicopter The only thing we Um, knew about Jingo is that he... It was his money that got stolen. Yeah. And then that the Korean hitman dude wanted to take him out, I guess. And then he flew a helicopter through Kamurocho at very low altitude. And then died. And then got shot in the head. Like. And then also like, Yumi was going to blow him, blow him up or something. Yeah. Like, she died for no reason. I guess we should probably mention that as well. Yumi literally shows up at the end of the film. And it's just like, hey, I'm Haruka, I'm your mom. And Kiryu and Haruka are like, huh? And then she's like, oh, by the way, I'm going to I'm going to take care of Jingu and blow up all this money and everything later. That's her entire That's time her in the film. Dialogue. Yeah. And, like, she's not even the one who takes him out. So, like, she literally dies for no reason. Whereas, like, in the original game, like, that entire sequence with, like, him... And Kiryu and Ishigiyama, like, it's all really well done. Mm-hmm. And it all has, like, meaning and impact. And then this is just like, okay, sure, guess we're all dead now. Like, you don't get Ishigiyama's, like, sacrificing himself or anything or, like, no. his 
his you know baby face turn or anything like that like he just he literally shows up at the end of the film and is like i want to be the head of the tojo clan all right kiryu we gotta fight and then they fight and then like he gets he beats up kiryu and then kiryu uses a stamina spark and then beats him up and then that's just it yeah he just lays on the ground we don't know if he made See it you later we don't know if he died with the explosion like there's nothing there's no explanation it was so terrible like that character is actually a good character and their dynamic is really good and like that entire sequence again with like the redemption is very very good and there's like what if we just like tell all that to f off and we just make it like surface level nothing that's the same as surface level this is like hey we have some of the same general ideas but none of them are executed this film is like if someone told you three plot points, three major plot points of Yakuza One, and then told you to, to fill out the rest. Yeah, that feels about right. Like it's so weird. Like obviously, you know, this film came out two years after Yakuza One. Yeah. Like I can tell you specifically. Actually, no, it was not even two years. It was a year and four months. Wow. After Yakuza 1. Because wow. Yakuza 1 was December 8, 2005. This film is March 3rd, 2007. Wow. So, I mean, I get like that's not a, a long time to be able to write a film, produce it, film it, edit it, do all the stuff you do for filmmaking, and make a coherent film. <laughs> Because that is a very quick turnaround. Film at all. Why make the film so quick after after? Yeah, I mean, like, I would rather them have like delayed it even like six months or something and made something that made sense and was closer to the game. Right. I mean, they made they made that pre the prologue, and that came out like four months after the game came out. Wild. I mean, like, our payoff was that girl died. We still yeah. don't know what that was all about. Yeah. The bank robbers get arrested. Like, I don't... I, I Obviously, there's just not a whole lot about, like, this film in particular. About, like, mm -hmm. why it was made or whatnot. At least on the Wikipedia stuff. There may be stuff elsewhere. So, like, I don't know if this is a thing where, like, Sega was like, man, we really need to get some money and get that out or something. Or what exactly was, you know, the the idea behind why they had to do such a quick turnaround to get this film out? Yeah, I have no idea. Because it just seems so bizarre. It just felt like a mistake. Yeah, I just... I don't know. Harkus is like, I'm going to follow you now. I'm out of here. They did have the tattoos. Yeah. And there was no... Gonna... We didn't get to see any cool, like, just yanking off the... Yeah, the that top. was a mistake, too. I thought that that's part of why they were doing... Like, they, they left off his shirt. 
um, when he went to go get the bullet removed and then he just put his jacket over. I was like, okay, I guess they're trying to make it so it is more realistic that he can rip off his jacket to show the tattoo. Yeah, they, yeah, totally. They didn't even do that. And like, oh my God. Like, Nishikiyama's just like dropping all his clothes on the way to the escalator and showing off like the fact that his pants were too tight or something. I'm not sure what that was. He had some kind of wrappings for some reason. Yeah, he had his, his dumb wrappings. I'm like, what is that for? Or maybe his underwear is just super high. Like, what is the point of this? And then it just, it's, it's a bad movie. It's a bad movie. Bad, bad movie. You know what's the good part about this movie? The dog. Yeah. The dog was cute and a little chubby and I wanted to rub my face on him. It's a good dog. Good doggo. And somehow... Somehow got to the 66th floor of the Millennium Tower to make sure that Kiryu and Haruka were okay. Because <laughs> why not? That dog was very uh, a good climber. Very good climber. Somehow got a stardust. Was able to go go be a be a real one. film also something worth noting and i don't know if you noticed this or not i'm sure you did because you're jared hello i just had a shirt on yes what no shirtless majima what i don't know if it's because they didn't want to do his tattoos or like that could have been a thing yeah like the jacket wasn't even right so yeah, the jacket was not right. The shoes aren't right either, but neither was the eye patch or the facial hair or really anything. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, but like he has leather pants, which there were a few times that he was moving, and like all you could hear was the leather. And I was just thinking of the couch <laughs> when, we, <laughs> when we were filming that girl. <laughs> and the whole time I was just like, "Oh God, this couch is making nothing about this sexy like." It was the same sounds. Yeah. Leather's a mistake, y'all. Just saying. <laughs> well, I guess, you know, we've seen this version of a live-action adaptation. I guess we will have to wait until the new live-action adaptation comes out to, to compare and contrast between the two and figure out which of these is better. I mean, the other one doesn't really have hard competition, so, like... Well... Well, it might have some competition. <laughs> it's not this film. No, but it's also, I think, being made by Americans. <laughs> oh, okay. Never mind. It, that's a mistake. Hmm. Okay, well, it might be just as bad then. Yep. Ripperoni. It doesn't help that like none of the production companies that are behind the new live action adaptation, they're like, here's some of the movie some credits that they they did. I'm like, I don't know any of these. Oh no. None of them. No. But you know, we'll wait and see. Yeah. You never know. Never know. It could surprise keep, us. Keep my mind open. Yeah. So I guess really what we need to do is we need to find out if 
the stage adaptation takes place at Christmas. Because if it does, well, that considering might... that even from the brief bits that we watched, it was more accurate than <laughs> this was. I would assume it takes place during Christmas. That might have to be our replacement Christmas story. You might, you know, you're not wrong. <laughs> oh God, this movie sucks. But it's like yeah, it's such a disappointment because like. It's a good series. Yeah, very good series. You can make a good adaptation of this. We like the other things that this director has done that we've seen. Yep. And then this is the thing. Yeah. Just everything went horribly wrong. Yeah. Yikes. I guess that's the the way to look at it. Bleh. Bleh, indeed. Well... This sure was a film, Jared. This sure was a film. You're not wrong. And we sure did watch it. We sure did look at it through our eyeballs. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm done. I think that's going to wrap up this episode. This is a shorter episode, but like, it's not much to talk about this film unless we just want to sit here and tell you how, like, just say it sucks for the next 20 minutes to fill an hour. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, it, I don't think this has to be a long episode. No. There's really. We've said our piece. We've said our piece. My voice cracked. Yep. All right. Well. If you'd like more from us, head on over to SeasonalAnimeCheckup.com or SAC.Cools where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Jared and Al Watch. And you can find columns and reviews on the site as well. You can also find more from Anladium at Anladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. You can find us on Twitter and TikTok at AnimeCheckup. You can buy our books, One Shiny Moment, a critical analysis of Love Life, Sunshine, and Hot Tubs and Pac-Man on Amazon.com. And you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash S-A-C-O-V-A. Buy us a slice of pizza, get access to unedited versions of the podcast, which you get early. And then there's also a bunch of bonus episodes you can just listen to as well. Mm-hmm. Woohoo. Uh, next week will be something. I don't know if there's anything happen the next week or not uh i don't know i mean we're trying to get through some stuff yep so the first we'll episode see. of june oh my god oh my god this year is flying yep well yeah we will figure it out and hopefully we'll have a little bit better time than we did with this Jacques is a film adaptation god i hope so 